You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number five. If you are someone who has experienced another person imposing their beliefs on you, conditioning you, or gaslighting you, you know this feels like brainwashing. And if you're tired of feeling like you're at the mercy of someone else and want to break out of this mental cycle, stay tuned because this episode is for you. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny. So let's get started. All right. So brainwashing, according to Google, is defined as making someone adopt radically different beliefs by using systematic and often forcible pressure. So yeah, it's a real thing and it happens all the time. Brainwashing isn't just for cults. It happens in families to young children all the way up to adults in relationships. Brainwashing is horrific and one of the most evil things anybody can do to another person. Things like gaslighting, manipulation, and coercion all contribute to brainwashing. But most people who are actively experiencing it don't see it as brainwashing. It's so sly that victims aren't even aware that it's happening at all. So most of us understand this in relation to being conditioned by an abuser. We might not call ourselves brainwashed really per se, but we know that after we've escaped the abuse, there was some serious mind manipulation going on. When someone is conditioned, they begin to doubt themselves. They can no longer think independently. They rely on the person doing the conditioning as a source of truth and reality. And this is so scary because it's intended to control the other person. The other person starts forcing or manipulating their beliefs to get them to do what they want them to do. Okay, so you might have heard the term gaslighting before. If not, I'll explain it here. Gaslighting is similar to brainwashing in that the abuser tries to get you to doubt yourself and your reality. And what happens is you're left in a constant state of confusion and fear because you can't even trust yourself. When brainwashing or conditioning occurs, your belief systems are radically shifted by the abuser through their pressure. Narcissists, for example, will do this to their victims to get them to believe things about themselves that only serve the narcissist's best interests. Okay, so I'd like to give you some examples of the kinds of conditioning I experienced. And I want to be very clear that I do not believe these things anymore. These were just beliefs that were impressed upon me while I was married to who I believe to be a covert narcissist. These and many other things I have spent a lot of time undoing in my personal healing journey, and you can probably relate to some of them. So I'm going to tell you a few examples of things I was brainwashed into believing. These were not my beliefs, but I adopted them from the influence and coercion of my abuser. And I think this is likely because of fear of disagreeing, coercions, threats, and his really skillful manipulation tactics. So one of the things that I uh, started to believe was that mothers who don't stay home with their children don't care about their children. 
he wanted me to stay home and take care of the kids and the family just like his mother did. And he sold this to me in many, many ways. But one way was through guilt. If I don't stay home with the kids, I must not actually care about them. Clearly this wasn't true, but I started to buy into it and then I did what he wanted. I was also made to believe that I enjoyed staying home versus going out with friends and family. That really wasn't true, but these constant reminders were almost hypnotic. He'd say things like, you don't really like going out. Wouldn't you rather stay home with me and the kids who you love? You do love us, don't you? And then when I'd go out, I would get text messages about how he missed me and wished I'd come home and spend time with him. But the odd thing was, if I asked him to go with me, he would refuse. It was all about keeping me at home. So then I started to believe that I really didn't like going out with my friends when the reality is I really did. And as time went by, I was finding excuses not to go out because I started to believe I didn't want to. So this is how this type of thing works. So this one is probably one most of you listening can relate to. The reason why is because 98% of abusive relationships have an element of financial abuse. I believed that I was bad with money and couldn't understand finances. The interesting thing was, I didn't believe this before I was married to who is now my ex-husband. I was responsible with money. I didn't have a lot of it, but I had great credit, I paid my bills, I kept accurate records of my checking and savings accounts, and I had some money saved up. But once I entered into the relationship with him, everything changed. He took control of the money and he slowly convinced me that I wasn't good with it and that I was bad at numbers and math, even though I had an educational transcript with A's in math, all A's. So it sickens me to think about how easy it was for this narcissistic person to chisel away at my brain in order to get me to believe what he wanted me to believe. Having any independent thought was not acceptable to him, and it's usually not accepted by most narcissists. When we're talking about brainwashing, it's also imperative to understand that those beliefs are not set in stone. You can release them. You can shift them. Brainwashing can be subtle over time, or it can be threatening and overt. In my case, the brainwashing was like a rock that was worn away over time by like a slow drip of water. And the persistence of the narcissist was unrelenting. So he kept pushing his beliefs onto me. Finally, I started to buy what he was selling. I became judgmental of mothers who didn't stay home with their kids. I stayed out of the financial affairs because I was too inept to understand it. I isolated myself from friends and family based on my beliefs, and this is how conditioning works. Sadly, when we believe something negative about ourselves or the people around us, we act upon those beliefs. If I believe that I'm horrible with money, I will definitely shy away from learning more about it. Our beliefs create our realities. So if I believe I can never be an author, I won't take the steps needed to become one. I won't write. I won't research. I won't carve out time to commit to it. But if I believe I will write a book someday, I'll take every possible step necessary to make that belief become my reality. So the reality is our brains try to find evidence of our beliefs. Our brains want to be right. So if I believe that I will write a book, it is highly likely I will be taking action steps toward that goal. 
Beliefs don't always come to fruition, but it's the action or inaction behind the belief that propels you in one direction or another. Here's another thing I want to mention. Our beliefs are not based in reality. Our beliefs can't be truth because they aren't true for 100% of people 100% of the time. Beliefs are simply things we think based on our view of the world and how we have personally experienced it. They may seem true to us, but that doesn't mean they're true for everyone. Most people hold very tightly to their beliefs. And when someone else comes in and starts brainwashing you to believe like they do, well, that causes all kinds of problems for you. Once you discover you've been conditioned, you have a whole new set of healing tasks before you to undo it. Working on shifting beliefs is the way out. And what I mean by this isn't that you take on new beliefs or that you stop believing things you've always believed. What I mean is that we simply start thinking of things differently. Most people never question their thoughts or their beliefs. But that is where the problem is. If we don't question them, how can we be sure it's not just an automatic thought that is keeping us in pain? When we work on questioning our thoughts and rewiring our brains, we can get back to our original setting before the brainwashing occurred. The process is really simple. The first thing you do is identify the emotion you are experiencing. You might be experiencing fear, anger, frustration, sadness, guilt, or regret. Figure out what it is first, and then you can get to the source of what is causing it. Reminder, our emotions are created by our thinking. So, next you will ask yourself this question. What am I thinking when I'm feeling this emotion? Let me give you an example. My ex and I have three children together, so we have to deal with each other as it relates to the kids. One day he sent me a message, and that by most people's standards would be considered annoying. So, as I experienced and identified the emotion, I asked myself, what are the thoughts I'm having that is making me so annoyed at him in this situation? I will say, if you can write this down, it will be much more beneficial to you than if you just think your way through it. Putting the thoughts on paper slows down your subconscious mind and helps you get to the source of the issue. So the thoughts I came up with sounded like this, and I'm sure if you have an ex you don't get along with, you've probably had some of these thoughts too. And they were, I shouldn't have to deal with this. He's trying to make my life difficult. I cannot handle this. These are really common feelings when frustration arises. And now that you've got them on paper, you can start to question them. You begin by asking yourself, is this thought actually true? Is it true for 100% of people 100% of the time? And in what other ways could I look at this? This part is really important. You have to keep the focus on you. It's not going to work if you're putting your personal judgment on someone outside of you or any external circumstances that you cannot control. Ask yourself what these thoughts mean about you. So in the examples I gave earlier, I said, I shouldn't have to deal with this. If this is a thought you have, try asking yourself a different question. Is there any reason I should have to deal with this? For me, I found a few reasons. One, because I married and divorced a very difficult person. Another reason was because if I don't deal with it, I might end up back in court. And another reason I thought of was that I become better at communication and dealing with difficult people when I deal with him. And what happens when I start questioning it and looking at it differently 
is that I start to feel the frustration disappear. And that is so amazing. Now, if you can find yourself thinking things like, he's trying to make my life difficult. As I mentioned earlier, the focus is still on him. So to bring it back to you, which is the only person you can control, you shift it by asking yourself, what does it mean about me that he's trying to make my life so difficult? For me personally, the answer was, I can't handle difficult situations. That was the belief that I was carrying in my subconscious mind. But the reality is I can handle difficult situations. I might not want to, but I certainly can. Then I gave myself some proof. I looked back into my memory and came up with real examples of when I successfully dealt with difficult situations and difficult people. So what happens when you do this is you're rewiring your thoughts that have been running on autopilot in your mind over and over again. And the more you do this, the easier it becomes. Practicing this gets your mind off of autopilot and into self-discovery. I like to think of it like this. The thoughts in your subconscious brain are like a worn down path in the woods. It never even dawns on you to create a new pathway because the one that's been there your whole life is the easiest to travel. The problem with taking the same worn down path is that you never think about there being a better, safer, or less painful path to take. The path you're on now is causing you pain. So why not start looking for a new path for your mind to take? Brainwashing, or in other terms, conditioning and programming, is a very insidious tactic an abuser uses to take control of another person. Once they have your mind, they have everything. So if you feel you've been brainwashed, conditioned, or gaslit in some form or another, it's true, you'll have to put in the work to reverse that. But the work to reverse it is totally worth the results. You'll start to feel better, lighter, and less anxious, and things will stop bothering you. You'll start to feel peace flood your body instead of welling up with these undesired emotions like anger and fear and guilt. And that is truly, truly transformational. So if you'd like to explore doing this work with me one-on-one, -on -one, click the link in the description and set up a free clarity call with me today. Here's to believing in you. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in